Good evening, folks. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Welcome to another episode of Commander's Demand. Tonight for Commander's Demand, I'm going to give you my pregame predictions on Thursday night's football game on Amazon Prime between the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. I'm going to talk about what the Washington Commanders need to do in order to come back from a tough loss against the Philadelphia Eagles and what they have to do in order to stop or contain Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. So please stay tuned because Commander's Demand starts right now. You're watching Commander's Demand with your host, Sports PSP, exclusively on the Grid Network. Yo, what's up, folks? It's your boy, Sports PSP. Before I give you my pregame predictions between the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders, please make sure that you like and subscribe to the Grid Network, as well as like and subscribe to Sports PSP. Go check out our content on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and so much more, man. The Grid is, I mean, we're coming. We're going to do everything we can to make sure we give y'all the best type of content content hope everyone's enjoying a fantastic uh tuesday uh, a little under the weather but anyway i'm gonna still give y'all a show let's talk about the commanders versus the chicago bears this is a game that washington is the favorites to win if you look at it washington is the six and a half point favorites to win this one think about it they're at home. It's Thursday night football. They're going up against the 0-4 Chicago Bears. One of the few teams in the NFL that doesn't even have a win. There's them. Uh, there's the Carolina Panthers. And I don't know about um, any other team, but there's them and the Panthers right now. You look at Washington's standpoint. Washington is coming off a very competitive, long, exhaustive game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles ended up winning the game 34-31. I've been on the record saying that our defense has been our problem so far this season, which is really very disappointing, to say the least. Because if you look at Washington's defense right now, you look at our defense. Washington's defense is 29th in team defense. We're 20th in passing defense. We're 21st in rushing defense, 29th in scoring defense, and fourth in giving up the most points per game this season. And if you look at the stats here for Washington last year, our defense was seventh in team defense. We were fourth in passing defense. 11th in rushing defense, and 7th in scoring defense. This is, again, according to Pro Football Reference. Love checking out their stats and stuff. Washington's defense, to say the least, has been very, very disappointing. The past three games, we've given up 30 points or more. 
I mean, week three, we gave up 30 points on defense against the Buffalo Bills. No, I'm sorry. Week two, we gave up 33 points against the Denver Broncos. We gave up 30 points in week three against the Buffalo Bills. And last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, we gave up 34. So in order for Washington to have the type of game to bounce back, our defense has to step it up. There is no question about it. Our defense has to step it up. The other re now you look at Chicago. If you look at Chicago last, um, I'm sorry, a few days ago after um, they lost to the Denver Broncos, they blew a 21 point lead. And prior to that game, Justin Fields, that was by far his best game of his career. By far his best game of his career until the last couple of possessions where he blew it. I mean, Justin Fields, if you look at him right now, in that game against the Denver Broncos, 28-35, to 335 yards, a completion percentage of 80%, uh, four touchdowns to only one interception, only sacked four times, a passer rating of 132.7 and 69.8. You look at Justin Fields' numbers, you say, how could? why is there a lot of criticism on him? Because the Bears did blow a 21-point lead. And it was led to some mistakes that he made. The lost fumble that was scooped and returned for a touchdown. And then the interception. The Chicago Bears, and we're going to talk about defense. If we were going to talk about defense, and it all comes down to defense at the end of the day between both teams. If, you're, if, if I'm saying Washington's defense is bad, wait till you see Chicago's. If you look at Chicago's defense this season, they are 31st in team defense. They are 29th in passing defense. They are 18th in rushing defense, 31st in scoring defense, and second in most points per game with 34.3. Okay, and when you look at the numbers in the categories of team defense, scoring defense, and points per game with 34.3, they're only behind, of course, the Denver Broncos. It comes down to defense. What type of performance that we are going to see? Are we going to see a highly, are we going to see some points? Are we going to see somebody that's going to score uh, 20, 25, 30, 40 points? This may be a possibility. Could Justin Fields replicate another type of performance like he had against the uh, against Denver, against Washington? Who knows? And if you look at Washington, our defense this season is it, just been that bad. But I think Washington has the edge on defense in this one. Here's why. First of all, Chicago's offense is nowhere near Philadelphia's offense. Um, Justin Fields is no Jalen Hurts. And certainly the weapons that they have in Chicago are nowhere near what Philadelphia has. And A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and the offensive line. They have not done their part in protecting Justin Fields. 
kind of like how the commander's offensive line hasn't done their part in protecting Sam Howell. The only way for Washington's defense, if they really want to win this game, and if they want to bounce back, particularly on the defensive side of the football, you're just going to have to take away Justin Fields' legs. Take away what he does best, which is his legs, his running ability, because we all know how dynamic he is as an athlete. The way that you put pressure on J Justin Fields, let him hold on to the football a little too long. Because if he holds on to the football a little too long, he's going to make a mistake. And he is. I mean, you look at these past four games, he's given up two pick sixes. I mean, the lost fumble in the Denver game that was scooped up for a touchdown. Justin Fields may not be the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. And I'm again to that later on. If Washington has any chance, bottom line, it's going to come down to our defense. Take Justin Fields' legs. Dare Justin Fields to beat us by throwing the football, having the same type of performance he had last week against the Broncos. Now, Washington's defense, our secondary, has to do a better job, and I believe they will, because how much worse could it get? Because you're going up against the Bears wide receivers, and the Bears wide receivers are nowhere near comparable to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And I like um, D.J. Moore, but he's not any of those wide receivers, as I mentioned. Then on the other part, when we look at our defense, our job, our defensive line, I've been saying all along how excellent, how elite our defensive line is with Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, with um, Montez Sweat, and Chase Young. This is the type of game that you meet, need to make Justin Fields uh, this is the what I'm trying to say is this is the type of performance that you have to give Justin Fields nightmares. Remember when Sam Darnold on Monday Night Football against the Patriots, where he struggled and he said, I, I'm, I'm seeing ghosts. If Washington wants to win, that's the type of performance that Washington has to give going up against Justin Fields. You're going to have to make Justin Fields see ghosts. Because Justin Fields has been struggling this season. Outside of Denver, he hasn't been playing his best football. He hasn't. A lot of people thought that he was going to take that next step up when Chicago traded the number one overall pick to Carolina. They were able to get draft picks, get him DJ Moore. We thought Justin Fields would improve his play, and so far he hasn't. Chicago, and I don't know whether the win or lose, but if they lose, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal for them. Because guess what? They're going to have the number one overall pick. It looks like they have the number one overall pick. And they're probably going to draft USC's Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. On top of that, the Panthers, they have the Panthers number two pick because remember the Panthers traded all those draft picks just to get the number one overall pick and draft Bryce Young. So for Chicago, 
whether they win or lose that game, Bears fans may be happy if they lose. Because guess what? We have a future with both Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., the elite wide receiver prospect out of the Ohio State University. So if Chicago loses this one, if they win, I'm sure they're going to be happy first win of the season. But if they lose, hey, we still have a chance to win the Caleb Williams sweepstakes as well as Marvin Harrison Jr. So they want to do, I'm quite sure that Chicago would love to have those two weapons. It all comes down to Caleb Williams because his father, I think he said that um, it depends on the type of situation for his son. And if the situation may not be there, I'm paraphrasing, there's a possibility that Caleb could stay another year at USC. And there's there's going to be a possibility that he may stay at USC because, after all, it's USC, the program, Los Angeles, California. And even though Chicago is a beautiful, big market, but at the same time, no one wants to deal with that cold and the snow. And he has NIL money. It may not be NFL money. Nevertheless, he has money. So you can't rule that out. So I think for Washington, they're just going to have to put pressure on Justin Fields. They're just going to have to do whatever they can to make his day an absolute living hell. That is the only way for Washington to win this game. Justin Fields cannot have a type of performance like he had against Denver and win. And if Washington does that, then that just tells you just how pathetic and lousy our defense is. It really is. And Matt Eberflus, um, the head coach, who does have a defensive-minded background, and I'm again to the commander's offense in just a second, this may be it for Fields and Eberflus if they lose the rest of the season, if they end up getting the first overall pick, because they're going to be some major changes regarding Justin Fields and also with the head coach. Now, let's talk about the offense with the Washington Commanders. Washington's offense so far this season has been kind of inconsistent. I mean, week one against the Arizona Cardinals, even though we won that game, we didn't do a good job protecting the football. We gave up three. The second one against the Denver Broncos, no turnovers. The third one against the Buffalo Bills, we gave, we gave up five turnovers, four interceptions, including a pick six, and a lost fumble. And in the game against Philadelphia, despite the fact that Washington lost the game, no turnovers. So if Washington wants to win this one from an offensive standpoint, simple, just run the football. Just run the football. Learn how to manage the game. Sam Howell is in his first year as a starter. And by the way, last um, against the Philadelphia Eagles, I said he played like a warrior because he put the commanders in a position to win, and he was excellent. But if you want to help out Sam Howell, who right now is currently the most sacked quarterback in the NFL, how about you protect him by establishing the run more? Get Brian Robinson going. Get Antonio Gibson going. 
get this offense, get these types of players going just in order for Washington to compete. Now, granted, look, we cannot run the football every single play because the game has totally evolved. It's a happy pass offense. But at the same time, considering the fact that Chicago has a horrible defense and they have a worse defense than Washington, just based on the stats, and considering the fact that Sam Howell has been hit so damn much, if you're Washington, And if you're Eric Bieniemy, you're just going to have to establish running the football. Keep on running the football. Keep on moving the chains. Keep on establishing the run so that that way you do a great job of protecting Sam Howell. You don't put him in a dangerous situation. And more importantly, you'll win. And Eric Bieniemy um, against the Philadelphia Eagles, I thought he did a very good job with the play calls. And also, not just Brian Robertson running. I don't mind Sam Howell running here and there, too. Sam Howell is actually a better athlete than people give him credit for. Granted, he's not um, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, when healthy Kyler Murray, or any of these quarterbacks, these mobile athletic quarterbacks. But Sam Howell can move around. He can give you a four or five yard game. There are sometimes he'll give you a 10 or 12 yard game. Sam Howell, even though he's 6'1", He's a legit 220-225. So he's strong enough to handle that type of punish, handle that type of punishment. And on top of that, he can get out of bounds. So I think for Washington, what they're gonna have to do just establish the run. I do want Sam Howell to take his chances. I do want Terry McLaurin to have a big game. I do want um Jahan Dotson to have a big game. I thought Logan Todd. Ta- played well coming off the concussion it all comes down to the running game for Washington on offense and as well as the offensive line how well are we going to protect Sam Howell if we establish the run if we protect Sam Howell then we'll be just fine also try to incorporate some read try to incorporate some screens try to fool the defense and it can also set up with the play action if you're Washington and if you're Eric Bieniemy, Another thing that Washington must also do when it comes to winning this one against the Chicago Bears, it comes down to Ron Rivera and his decision-making. I told you yesterday, I, I told you yesterday um, on the post-game reaction why Ron Rivera decided not to go for two This was his exact quote, folks. He said, yeah, there was consideration, but you know what? Those guys were gassed. They really were. It was a long drive. They were hurting. They were hustling. I really thought we had the chance, and that's too bad. That is Ron Rivera's response as to why he decided not to go for two um, late in the fourth quarter after the Jahan Dotson touchdown. My thing is this, if you're Ron Rivera. Can you please, can you please stop making boneheaded fucking dumb decisions? You were called Riverboat Ron for a very simple reason. Because you were willing to take chances. That was the name, that was the reputation that you earned while you were with the Carolina Panthers. 
if we're going to win, we're going to have to play more, not to, uh, we, we have to play smart, but also when there's opportunities or chances that we can cash in the, uh, cash in the check, we got to be aggressive. And Ron Rivera, I'm holding you, I'm holding you to this as well. If Washington has any chance of winning, Ron Rivera and his decision-making in clock management situations. It's been terrible. It's been lousy. I also said that he needs to go and that the organization moving forward should um, go with Eric Bieniemy as the head coach because I see a bright future in him. As for Ron Rivera, I do not. Ron Rivera is getting up there in age. Ron Rivera is just making it difficult for Commanders fans to tolerate his bad decision-making, his irresponsible um, post-game statements. So the bottom line with Ron Rivera, you have to be smart. You have to be wise. You got to be willing when there's opportunities. You have to capitalize. You have to capitalize. So if there's like a third and one, fourth and one, if there's an opportunity that we have a chance to win, it's best if you do not play scared. Sure, I want you to take smart chances, but if there's opportunities for us to win, we have to cash in the check. You got to be aggressive. Ron Rivera, it, it just comes down to his decision-making and how I feel like is he and how I feel like what he's going to do. I just don't know what Ron Rivera is going to do. He's probably going to do something, something dumb, something idiotic that's going to aggravate a lot of Commanders fans. Because this is a game that the Washington Commanders should easily win. After all, we are a six and a half point favorite against against going up against one of the worst teams in all of football who will probably end up getting the first two picks in the draft. This is a game that you must win, and it's at home. So it comes down to with um, Ron Rivera. And we got to win this one. Because if we win this one, we have like an entire week for our players, um, the staff, to stay healthy, to stay rested, to come up with different ideas, um, different ways, just in order to get ready for a uh, week six. But this is a game that Ron Rivera has to do a better job taking advantages, and he has to be smart because this is nationally televised. I think this is probably the only game this season that we're nationally televised. You got to show us something, Ron. Come on. So, as far as my pick for the game, I am going without question the Washington Commanders. They have to win this one. They're six and a half points as the favorites to win this one. They're going up against a bad, awful, lousy Chicago Bears team. Justin Fields, like I said, the only way for the Commanders to win this one, you're going to have to make Justin Fields' day an absolute living hell. 
That means you're going to have to do whatever you can to keep him in the pocket, let him hold on to the football a little too long. And when that happens, our pass rushers in Sweat and Young, as well as our interior linemen, should be able to go after them. Also, you got to limit Justin Fields' legs as well as Chicago's running ability. And as for our secondary, this has to be an opportunity, especially for Emmanuel Forbes to step up. Now, no shame of you getting embarrassed by A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Brown had like nine catches for like over 170, 180 yards and two touchdowns. But Emmanuel Forbes, this has to be a statement game for you. Because the more I look at you, Look at some of the cornerbacks in this draft. Devin Witherspoon has played better than you. Christian Gonzalez, who the commanders, I thought, should have drafted when they had the 16th overall pick. They should have drafted him be simply due to the size. And when I see Emmanuel Forbes, I, I see a guy who's talented, who's got speed, but at the same time, he, he, he and I saw the game against the Eagles, against A.J. Breen. He got burnt. And he's going to be out-muscled, out-physical, going up against bigger wide receivers, which is why after this season and moving down the road, he's going to have to add on some weight in order for him to have a better chance of going up the, against these wide receivers. Just, I mean, Washington's D-line, they're going to have to put pressure on Justin Fields. Make his life an absolute living hell. Just put pressure on him. And if we do that, we win the game. And as it pertains to the offensive side of the football, no turnovers. Because I don't know what type of performance for Washington are we going to have in terms of, tur in terms of turnovers. First week, we gave up three. Second game, zero turnovers. Third week, we gave up five. Last um, Against the Eagles last Sunday, zero turnovers. It all comes down to turnovers, time of possession, you know, making sure that we have enough opportunities to cash in the check. And when we have those opportunities, we have to cash it in. And also protecting Sam Howell, because again, folks, he's like the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. How much more pressure, how much more punishment do you want Sam Howell to go through? Also for Washington, we have to establish the run. Those are the keys. Those are the strategies in order for us to win. I believe if we do all of those things, then we should easily win this game. I don't really know what my prediction is regarding score, but if I'll give a prediction, I'm going to go Commanders 25, Chicago Bears 14. I think that the commanders should put up at least 20 to 25 points. And I think for the commander's defense, you're going to have to, how much worse could it get? I think this is a type of, I think if you can't win this game right here, if you're the commanders, if you can't find a way to shut down Justin Fields, I don't know exactly what to tell you. This is the type of performance that you're sh you should be more than competent and capable enough to shut down Justin Fields. Only way to do that, keep him in the pocket, make him hold on to the football that long, 
And when he does that, he's going to make bad decisions. Put so much pressure on him. Make him beat you. Make his day a long one. You saw what uh, you saw what Justin Fields went through against uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, you, uh, uh, Kansas City. These are the types of performances that you need Washington in order for you to win that game. Make Justin Fields an absolute. <laughs> just make Justin Fields day an absolute nightmare. That's it. That is about it. Period. Simple. End of story. So I think for the commanders, look, man, they should win 25 to 14. If you can't find any way to win this one, and if they lose, if they lose this one, mark my words, I got an awful lot to say. And it ain't going to be pretty. Because losing to this team, purely unacceptable. Purely unacceptable if we lose to this team, given all the reasons that I alluded to. So anyway, folks, um, that concludes the rest of the Commander's Demand podcast. Um, my post-game reaction will be Friday morning at 11 a.m. only on the Grid Network. So I will have a lot to say regarding the post-game, um, what we as Commander's fans witness, and so on. But I have the Commander's winning this one 25-14. But, folks, I appreciate y'all for taking the time to watch the podcast. Um, like I said in the beginning of the episode, Please go like and subscribe to the Grid Network, the GRYD Network. In about 30 minutes, they're going to have the 8 o'clock show with Bryson and the crew, also with Barry. Go check out the show um, and give the fellas a lot of love, man, because like I said, the Grid Network, this is only the beginning. You know, we got an opportunity to do something great and special, man. But anyway, folks, that concludes the rest of the episode. Also, you know where to find me, Sports PSP. Please go like and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as IG Sports PSP as well as TikTok Sports PSP 3. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about regarding um, Friday, regarding the pregame predictions and so much more for the Sports PSP podcast. Go check that out. And also, if you're interested for some entertainment stuff, please stay tuned on that. But the Sports PSP podcast will be Friday night, 10 p.m. So, fellas, everyone, I appreciate y'all taking the time. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all Tuesday evening, and peace.